Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Bay Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop, and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop, and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more. Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today I am joined by band leader of Metaphonia and singer-songwriter Alex Golden. I'm here with Mr. Alex Golden of Metaphonia. How you doing, Alex? Good, John. How are you? And I'm fine and dandy. I'm, I'm glad to have you on the phone. Uh, Alex is uh, one of my favorite Western North Carolina musicians uh, based out of Boone right now, uh, leader of the band Metaphonia, and also a singer-songwriter in his, in his own right. And uh, he's been putting out some pretty sweet material here in the past few months in the time of, uh, of quarantine. And uh, I wanted to get him in here to, to chat about it. And I'm, I'm glad uh, you were game. Uh, how's life treating you up there in, uh, in these odd times? Oh, gosh. Well, to be honest, um, it's been pretty great for me. Um, I had the birth of my daughter in April. So all Congratulations. Sort of, you know, thank you. Um, Nerve-wracking, you know, going through all of that and being in the hospital during this time. It's been great that I've been able to be home with her um, pretty much the whole time and, you know, also get to spend all this time working on music and gardening and doing all the things that we, you know, love to do with our free time. I now have a lot more time to do. So in a selfish way, it's been very good, of course. Yeah. Not to so you had the baby. Belittle those who were struggling. Right in the uh, the thick of the beginning of the, the quarantine. And, uh, did yeah, you, sort did, of in the beginning of the fear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did the, you have her up in Boone? Uh, yeah, at uh, Wataga Medical. All right. And uh, w- were there any safety measures in place? I-, I assume you were able to be there for it. I was, yeah. yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, some folks in New York at the time weren't so lucky, and we were wondering, you know, when the time came around what it would be like. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. – um, and thankfully there aren't that many, you know, cases up here still, and, and there definitely weren't at the time. So mm-hmm. it was pretty relaxed. You know, we weren't sure what to expect, but it was um, – Oh, good. It was pretty relaxed, and they treated us very well there. Yeah. Oh yeah, good. Well, yeah. Thankfully, uh, the Northern Mountains, there's not that many cases confirmed there yet, so I guess it's considered a low risk area. But you know, yeah. with with uh, tourists coming in, that's that's bound to change. Uh, mm-hmm. My my family is up from Avery County, you know, next to Watauga there, and that was the last county with no confirmed cases, and I was. I was rather proud of that uh, fact. <laughs> you know, of course, the, the party's over now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's interesting. You know, there was that period, that sort of a lull, and everyone acted like it was over, and now it's, I think everyone's feeling the reality a little more. At least I hope. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, the mask wearing is becoming more widespread, so I hope everybody's on yeah. board for that. From as, as, as is the descent, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's how it always is, I suppose. Uh, this is America. There's always going to be, you know, the rebels. We're born, we're born on rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to have two sides to every coin. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you, uh, you've been holed up there with, uh, with baby and, um, uh, I guess I know how it is to have a newborn. They, they sleep most of the time. And then when they're awake, it's all hands on deck for the most part. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Um, yeah, she sleeps, you know, more in the day than at night, <laughs> mm. which is, uh, which is helpful for getting things done. But yeah. I've been, fortunately my, um, my wife, well, fortunately for me, unfortunately for her, you know, <laughs> due to biology, she, right. she deals with most of those night problems. So that's right. Um, it's mostly just a, a noise complaint for me, but, um, <laughs> but like I said, it's been great. You know, we're here all the time and we've got nothing else to do. So we just get to smother her with attention, which she appreciates. I hear so, you. Well, welcome to yeah. the uh, the girl daddy club. It's it's quite a experience. Oh yeah, yeah. My I've baby's been told it's what I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild, man. It's really something else. Uh, my baby's nineteen months, and it's uh, it's amazing to watch this little helpless thing grow into a human. Uh, yeah, it's really been quite experience. Wild and, uh, every day. Every every new motion. Every new facial expression is. Like a whole learning experience for me. It's yeah, it's completely wild. Never, never could have dreamt it. So yeah, every day it's, is something new. It, even if it's something as small as like just learning how to use your hand or something, you know. And then, and yeah, then, yeah, they'll get to throw and you know, then learn. Oh gosh, even when just, she's throwing, I'm in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, Her kicks alone, just even though she's stationary, she's gonna be a kickboxer. She's been taking my ribs out. I let her lay on my lap, and she lays uh, into me. <laughs> she's a str- strong baby good strong good seed baby. good seed yeah awesome yeah yeah and yeah you just got married i believe just a year ago right uh just about yeah or yeah. i guess in november yeah me and my girlfriend uh you know well <laughs> well i guess you know if she ever listens back to this one day she'll learn that she, you know she was a bit of a surprise so uh-huh. the 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 marriage was sort of one too but it didn't matter because we loved each other so i hear you but yeah so i've so we've been almost uh almost a year now so Groovy. but it's it's great we've yeah. been stuck together just the three of us and none of us are tired of each other yet so i guess uh <laughs> so far so good on the on the marriage front that's a good sign <laughs> yeah 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 uh and um I want to get into some of your backstory here. Uh, I believe you're from Greensboro originally, right? Correct. Yes. 21 years I spent in the triad. Ah, G-Town. And And uh, mm-hmm. what brought you up to Boone? Uh, a lot of things. People and a change of scenery. Um, mm-hmm. You know, love interests, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. So. So you didn't where life took me. I wasn't at the time doing much in Greensboro. I think I was sort of piddling around a community college at the time. And I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's time for something new. So I came up here. Okay. So did you graduate from college before you came to Boone? 
No, no, I was okay. just sort of goofing around. Okay. Gosh, I, I wish I. <laughs> no, I came up here, goofed around some more, and then I went back to school and finished a bachelor's degree up here in uh, 2017. So three That's years. That's right. So you got a a bachelor's in astrophysics, right? That is, that is correct. That yeah, is correct. Done, that, done nothing with it since. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm not sure what you, <laughs> you could do with it besides, you know, keep uh, going, up, keep up going, here, and, yeah, yeah, be yeah, a, exactly. Teach, yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, I think you're the only person I know who majored in astrophysics. That's especially musicians to be so right and left brain. That's that's a rare trait. Well, I mean, honestly, I, music and math are pretty similar, and I knew a lot of physics students who were also musicians, but mm-hmm. they didn't, you know. I probably am more of a musician who dabbled in physics, whereas mm. they were more phys- physicists who dabbled in music. But yeah, uh, I don't know. You find it. I think it uses a lot of the same parts of the brain. I think the discipline required to kind of do a degree like that is sort of not typical for me previous to doing it and, you know, a lot of other musicians who would rather be spending their time, you know, doing social things, which is, you know, I get that for yeah. sure. So how did you do in that? Uh, uh, that sounds like a pretty strenuous major doing that in music at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it, it, they sort of fed each other in a way, you know, the music kind of kept me grounded and kept me for going kind of crazy, you know, staring at a calculator, you know, hours and hours every night <laughs> kind of thing. And, and then in, in turn, um, for metaphonia at the time, you know, that was before I was doing any of my solo work. Um, you know, a lot of the concepts I was learning about in school, you know, like time dilation and things like that became just sort of fodder for writing for me for that band. Cause it's sort of, you know, a sort of a sci-fi fusion kind of deal. So mm-hmm. it was, it was appropriate for the, for the mood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it kept me busy. Um, kept me alert. It was good. Okay. Well, uh, let's dig into your musical history. Uh, so I knew you mainly as a guitar player. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that uh, and then Metaphonia, of course. You're you're the bassist. Um, yep. It, I guess g- guitar was your first instrument. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, I uh, picked up guitar when I was a kid. My uh, my cousin Franklin used to play growing up uh, at family gatherings, and I don't remember what. I think it was Jimi Hendrix's "Wild Thing" was the first song I remember him. <laughs> teaching me or or he didn't teach me but he played it and I was like man that's cool and then it sort of just blossomed throughout my youth and started playing took a couple lessons in maybe middle school never really got into it and then once I got into high school and started you know realized it was sort of the cool thing to do Uh (laughs) I guess well and, and as I you know sort of discovered more music that would become sort of the foundation for what I enjoy and why I love music and why it's important to me, you know, that those discoveries came with desires to, you know, yeah, emulate well, and, you know, be a part of that thought. I hear you. Well, I know for me, my high school era musical tastes uh, ended up being really important uh, for my future, like Absolutely. just, just gra- ground basis for, you know, everything that I would get into later. Uh, what what yeah. were you, what were you digging in your high school years? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I was always... Uh, the Beatles, you know, Yellow Submarine was the first movie I remember watching, and I was always into the Beatles growing up, and then sort of as I got into high school and sort of... I, I don't know if I realized more what the songs were about, but as, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, my lifestyle sort of melded with the music, you know, that sort of took off, and it's almost like I was living in the beginning of the Beatles onward <sighs> through then. My music taste sort of started with them and then wound yeah. up, you know, 
Led Zeppelin and classic rock and all that stuff and Pink oh, yeah. Floyd and blah, blah, blah. All right. And then as I got later in high school and older, I started listening to more, you know, jazz, you know, wild stuff, Ma Vishnu Orchestra and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And I just, the more, the faster and the louder, the better, you know, to a <laughs> point. But I had always my whole life also, you know, listened to lots of, you know, folk music like, you know, Neil Young and, um, and uh, Bob Dylan and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, and so that's always been sort of at the core, whereas, you know, my electric stuff has always kind of changed and um, with whatever I'm listening to at the time. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, well, really, every, I mean, but everything I mean, everyone kind of says, you know, Beatles and classic rock, but I've, there's really not a genre of pop, apart from pop country I didn't listen to because growing up in Greensboro, you know, there's a huge metal scene and. I, I I still contest that emo music was born there. I was never much of an <laughs> emo kid, but there's a lot of emo music and a lot of metal and screamo and stuff. Hmm. So, I mean, there's parts of that in my life, too. So okay. I love all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of the metal scene there, but I I didn't make it down there very often. But that's interesting. Yeah, lots, lots of lots of screamers down there, which is which yeah. makes sense because Greensboro is a place that makes you want to scream <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know the traffic does, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what kind of... Kidding. What kind of groups were you involved with back then? Oh, gosh. And there, once I was in high school, it was pretty much a jam band because, I mean, our skills didn't really, hadn't blossomed enough to, you know, I don't know, write things that were too orchestrated or too structured, you know. I just, you know, and I was just sort of learning how to solo and just, you know, how to jam and groove with people and that sort of, you know, we were just having fun. We didn't even care what it what it sounded like to other people we just said uh, i was in a band started in high school called called bartleby higgins and it was uh basically just a jam band you know we thought we thought whatever we did was great and you know at the time and compared to you know maybe some other kids in our high school you know it, it was good enough and it mm-hmm. it we had some good parties and what have you um mm-hmm. it was a good time yeah okay and then uh uh yeah, it's funny you mentioned Beatles and Zeppelin, because uh, if I were to say what bands were my foundation as far as rock, the, those are the guys. And uh, mm-hmm. it's funny, consider how long ago you know they they were. The Beatles are over fifty years ago, and mm-hmm. you know, Zeppelin over forty years ago. Uh, and regardless, their footprint is so large that even oh, yeah. all this time later, they're still just as relevant as ever and that's until somebody is as groundbreaking as they are you know it's they're they're gonna still reign supreme i think and they just change you know songwriting and tone and everything forever you know it's Mm kind of hard to i mean i guess you know there's obviously a you know a lot of electronic ground being broken today but Mm. um that's a whole different world yeah yeah uh and uh, I'm I'm hoping that this this new generation coming up is aware of the giants of the past, uh, like like we yeah. were, because uh, it'd be a not shame. Not just through, uh, not just through, you know, J.C. Penney selling their T-shirts, you know. <laughs> right. or Target shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, people know them more than just a T-shirt brand. That that would be nice. But I'll make sure my daughter knows. By God. <laughs> That's right, man. You gotta do your job. Break them in early. I, I'm That's doing right. that to to my little girl, uh, every chance I mm-hmm. get. Um, uh, filling her ears with the classics and hoping she's absorbing it, because this yeah. is uh, the time yeah. where she's really spongy, and I gotta 
Goddamn yeah, apart. No kidding. Gotta be <laughs> careful what you said. That's been the hard thing for me. I'm I'm having to learn how to you know, slowly change into dad mode in terms of the things I say because <laughs> I'm sort you, of you a loose most of the time. Yeah. You have yeah, some, time. some time. I mean, it, it'll be a while till she really starts picking up on verbal cues, but uh, yeah, they, and it'll it'll click in. I mean, I yeah. I have nieces and nephews that I helped you know babysit a lot, and I I didn't poison right. them too badly. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. They're more aware of like your tone and things like that now than what you're actually saying. So right, you could curse all you want as long as it sounds happy, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it is most of the time unless I unless I'm working on a project in the basement and you know right hit myself with a tool or break something, <laughs> but hopefully she doesn't hear that too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I see from some of your videos and pictures that you're, you have a workshop down there. Uh, are you, are you a bit of oh, a, yeah. uh, a tool smith? What do you do? What are you doing down there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got sort of a woodworking setup and, um, among other things, just, you know, basic, so I can do basic carpentry. I do all of the improvements or I shouldn't say improve. I do all the fixing and renovating in the beater house that I bought. Mm. So it helps to have some tools and some know-how. And before COVID came around, I was a, um, I was an apprentice woodworker, Mm. um, for a guy out in, um, blowing rock. And hopefully I will be again when this is all over. We haven't been working together since, uh, quarantine started, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I fashion, I, I like to fashion myself a, uh, a handy woodsman of, of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised that that seems like uh it's it's well suited to your uh, your personality. Uh Oh, well good. So, um <laughs> I'm glad I make sense. That's it good. does. It does. So, I first met uh Alex, I believe roughly 2011. I was a uh, at uh, Appalachian State getting my master's degree in music and we met through some mutual friends. I think it was Will Miller, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we played his recital, and yeah, uh, yeah. And also blown away by your playing, and uh, I was a fan ever since. And, Likewise, uh, sir. Oh, thank you. And uh, you had some some fun projects back then, and then um, I guess Metaphonia came to be a few years ago. Uh, how did that project mm-hmm. start? Uh, well, basically, when I first moved to Boone, I met. Um, Mike Runyon, um, yes. who you know, um, who's Great an Mike amazing Runyon. keyboard player. Yes. For those of you who don't know, also plays with the broadcast and um, Carolina Reaper band. Um, anyway, and my one of my best friends in the world, we lived together for a time. But when I first moved up here, I saw him playing with, I think it was a, a band, uh, The Deciders, I think it was, mm. with Andy Page and um, Doug James and Melissa Reeves, mm. maybe Zach Page too. And now for the life of me, I can't remember who was drumming. But anyway... Um, and they were playing at old Flipside bar that used to be in Boone. And I saw Mike play, and the first time I saw him, I said, uh, I got to start a band with that guy. <laughs> and so, you know, one thing led to another, and just from being a musician and meeting other musicians, you know, we wound up hanging out and striking up a friendship. And then we were in a band together, uh, Lady in the Crunk, mm-hmm. um, which is a blues band for a while. Yeah, I believe um, we shared a few bills back of, in the day. Yeah, yeah. And that... um dissolved after some time and then me and mike were living together and like well we we gotta do something and we'd always sort of shared a love for you know jazz fusion and nerdy sort of stuff and video game music and um just you know weird and we were like let's just start a band where we do what we want and but you know make it crazy and make it you know difficult um 
<laughs> so we you know challenge ourselves and stay interested mm-hmm. um and all but also have you know have some fun and um so yeah we just we started in our living room and um we basically just hired our friends to play because at the time we didn't most of the people we had known just left town sort of or you know were busy with other projects so mm. it sort of just started as a who's who of you know can you play this instrument <laughs> do you want to try to be in this band and, mm. and you know and things have changed over the years but um but uh yeah me and mike and jason birch and blake bostain and um biscuit yeah i'm pretty sure you played with biscuit back yeah in the day, he was in the department when i was there yeah 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 so yeah you know it's a who's who of uh and eric brant crazy you know wild man brant as many people know from asheville and boone mm-hmm. um so but yeah i guess we've been doing that since 2014 now so it's been six years holy crap yeah. that, that just dawned on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you've done quite a bit of performing around the area. Have you done any touring outside of Southeast? No, I wouldn't say major touring. We've done a bunch of, you know, we we do a lot of, like, one-off gigs and, like, small little runs and mm-hmm. um, just whatever suits everyone, really, because, I mean, like I said, you know, Mike's in a lot of groups and other people in other groups. A lot of people have, you know, day jobs and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we keep it pretty limited. Um we sort of just take the gigs we want and try not to, you know, force it too much, even though we really should. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but well, you know, I we guess just sort the, of, the broadcast we do what we want mice. and it pays off sometimes. And yeah, yeah, yeah the, the broadcast, you know, they're typically pretty busy, although, um, yeah, not right now, sadly. No yeah, one of is, course. But, well, no one is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also a teacher, right? Isn't he teaching? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was teaching at ASU. And now I think right before the, the, um, the pandemic broke out he was he accepted a job at school of the arts and he was gonna be commuting there but then that was quickly put aside for the for the virus yeah that's quite a commute down to winston that's that's a drive yeah yeah but i think it was one day a week um, okay so not 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 so bad often but okay yeah but he mixes it up with his own private teaching and all that so yeah but wow that's a that's a killer uh position and he definitely deserves it he's He's oh, one of those absolutely. players that just yeah. every time For I see him. those of you him, that don't know, wow. he's, a, he's a madman. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he brings the pain every time, and I'm always super impressed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw him play several times with Bafutis back in the day. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, like in little little places like, you know, uh, the Irish Bar and uh, uh, those types of places downtown. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's something else. He's one of the greats. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I remember uh, I went to go see Tool, and I came back, and he had heard uh, I went to see him, and he came up to me, and it was like all, like secretive and <laughs> and conniving. He's like, "So I hear, I hear that you heard Danny Carey play." I'm like, <laughs> what? What was? He's trying to trying to divine some secrets out of it, and I was like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I I couldn't tell you what I heard. It was crazy." <laughs> but he, he shares he shares the love of Danny Carey, so. He's, he's a good oh dude. yeah, well I mean any anyone that knows anything about drummers will know that yeah he's that's a guy not a drum not a he's a guy he's one of the guys yeah he's one of the big sure. guys yeah. uh, so Bafutis uh, I'm sorry uh, so Metaphonia uh, you guys have recorded one album correct 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, uh, years ago when we first started. Um, well, and we have an EP that we also recorded a couple years ago, but sort of disappeared because the studio we were um, recording in, we were recording a full album, and when we were recording, the studio got sold out from underneath us while we were in there, uh, and the and our and our uh, our mixer went MIA completely, and uh, so we lost all of most of that work except for what uh, Mike had managed to salvage some of it. And uh, oh, we sent it rough. to Ted, Ted Marks in um, Asheville, who some of you all may know is great. Also, local Asheville musician and um, also a great engineer and producer. Um, but anyway, and he sort of salvaged a few tracks. And we just actually now got around to putting on Spotify and on streaming services that um, EP. I think it's called the Talkin' Trash EP, I believe is what oh, uh, Mike I wound up calling it. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it it's you know it's it's got some old stuff uh, and what? you know and there's just a couple of demo tracks on there too. I think what? it's just about four songs. Okay, what are the it's tunes on, on there? Spotify. Uh, I think it's got our song "Tragic the Blathering," which is a, uh, <laughs> a song mocking a uh, a card game some people may be <laughs> right. aware of. Uh, yeah. It's got a song uh, called "Trumped," which is a crazy fusion instrumental uh, that you know there's no lyrics, so it's not okay. even. You know, that's it's just what it's that called. Political statement. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, what else is on there? Uh, and a demo, sort of a half-finished uh, version of our song "Jerry Terry," oh, uh, Jerry. which is a song about a slur that was hurled at uh, Mike, our <laughs> keyboard player, at a beer festival one time. Yeah. And so we wrote a song about it. That's a fun. And then song. I believe there's a song, uh, another demo-esque track on there of a song called "Squeeps," which is another instrumental that Mike wrote. Okay. Um, so the Jer- yeah. the Jerry song, because someone was what, pissed off at Mike, and what, what was that about? Oh, I don't even know. Mike <laughs> would have to tell the story. All he says is he was at a beer festival, and some, I guess, drunk guy, you know, sort of staggered past him and says, "Hey, man, you a Jerry Terry or something <laughs> like that." So, so then we made a song about it, and that's awesome. That's a demo of that. I, I wouldn't call it a finished product. Is on that. Uh, <laughs> is on that album. Whatever we salvaged from those those brief studio sessions. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Take that as um, a compliment or an insult. That's that's, yes. that's a tricky one. But we're now. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, that's what the song is about. It's just about what is it like? Yeah. What does this mean? You know. Yeah. Um, but we do have a new album that we're working on with Ted, who I mentioned before, um, that is near completion, at least in terms of tracking, and then we'll be in mixing world for a little bit. But oh, good. It's been, um, yeah. So that's a full-length that's album? That's near done. and Yeah, that's a full-length one with more uh, new stuff on it, and it sounds really great because Ted's the man. So uh, um, we're, we're excited about this one. All right. Was that a home yeah. studio situation? Uh, yes, he had it. Well, he just moved into a bigger space, um, and has a big, a big, nice room now that I haven't gotten to visit yet because of the pandemic, but I'm going to get the lowdown on it. in uh, when Biscuit and Eric go record some, some parts, uh, coming soon next week or so. Okay. And, uh, so the band's been together for about six years. Have you had much, uh, turnover in, uh, in your, your membership there? Uh, just a little bit. Um, a couple folks, uh, Andy who played in Bifutis and, um, and the Carolina Reapers, uh, he played guitar with us originally. That's right. Um, and now, and Eric does now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, we had a trombone player, uh, Kendra, 
mm-hmm. Kendra Warren. She's oh, a Nashville yeah. native. A lot of That's people right. probably know her. People probably don't know she plays trombone, but she does, and she played with us in the beginning. Yeah, I remember that. And um, and so did uh, our good friend uh, John Portella played saxophone for a while. Okay. But now um, a guy, a fella from Hickory, um, Zach Wheeler plays saxophone. For okay. Us now. Yeah, Eric, yeah. your guitar player, he's he's really cool. I like his style a lot, and he's a young dude, <laughs> but he yeah, he, he plays like you know a seasoned pro. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's some of his story? Like how, how is he just like, has he always been kind of like a prodigy or something? Oh, uh, he's just a wild man. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I met Eric at a couple of, uh, jams or no, I was playing in a band with his roommate or housemate. He, they lived in separate, uh, parts of a house, I guess. But anyway, I was playing with his, uh, housemate and I met Eric through that and we had just done some loud, you know jams in a basement uh Mm -hmm. a couple times and then um he found out we were looking for a uh guitar player and he was coming to our shows and he'd always be right up front and he'd always come back and say man if you guys ever need you know someone to play just you know i'm your man (laughs) and so when we wound up needing a guitar player we we were like eric are you ready to play and he said yes and uh, yeah, and you know he's been learning a lot ever since. I mean, we all we're all trying to you know learn as we go, but yeah. Um, so, but I, it's it's been fun to watch him grow as a as a player. You know, going from you know just you know sort of more jam and rock stuff to you know he's becoming a a good jazzer in his own right too, which uh-huh. is, which has been fun to to see. Yeah. So since you're mainly a guitar player, um, uh, it's probably uh, that's a, a tough bill to fit because I'm sure your expectations are high. Uh, and in this band, you play bass. Now, was that out of necessity, or did you just want to try something new, or how did that work? Sort of. Well, when we re- when we started writing the songs, you know, I had a pretty specific idea for you know the kind of bass lines that I wanted to have happen. And we auditioned a couple guys, and while you know some of them were very good, um, they just didn't quite they just didn't do what I want. And I said, well, you know, screw it, you know? And yeah, I had been playing electric guitar in every band I was in up until that point. And I said, well, you know, I've got a bass, you know, I can play a little, you know? And so, you know, I started out with a pick, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, hate on. And I still <laughs> do play a lot of the songs with a pick, but I've, right. I've learned how to finger style better as well. And I'm, okay. you know, I've picked, you know, learning as I go. Yeah. This, it's, this whole band's been a learning experiment. Um, for, so, yeah, I mean, it, it keeps it interesting, keeps it fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you since you've gone finger style. Uh, is that was that a tough transition? I know that's really hard on the fingers to start off with. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah. I mean, I still can't play some of you know the really fusion, you yeah, know, fast, you know, Stanley Clark style, right. you know, kind of things, you know, with my fingers yet. But I mean, but I I've I've got the pick sounding pretty good, and you know, and if Asheville. You know, knows more than anybody that pick bass playing can be good as the you know home place of Cody Wright. So that's that's my right that I need for I for know. Asheville people who hate on pick bass players. But um, yeah, I've never really understood the hate the hating on pick bass players. There's so many awesome pick players, man. That's there's really no need for all that. Um, there really are. There's there's room for all, for all all people in this world, even pick bass players. Oh yeah, Abs- <laughs> absolutely. You know, and m- most musicians, you know, have never given me any grief, but I've known, you know, people will come up to me after shows and be like, you don't play that thing right, man. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm still playing the notes, man. It still takes practice. I promise. I'm not, I'm not cheating. I promise. But, man, um, it's actually really difficult. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's 
pick bass playing is not easy. It's it's a whole it's a whole art form into it's itself. Mostly, the hardest thing was just getting wrist wrist strength yeah. for that. Yeah. Switching over from guitar, just those different gauge strings, and still trying to you know like tremolo pick them and do really fast you know yeah. sections with it. You know, it, for when I first started, like shows hurt. Like I'd get off stage mm-hmm. and my hand was just done for. Mm-hmm days now it's not so bad but <laughs> yeah like guitar is all these little micro time. emotions you know small muscle movement but yeah for yeah for the bass yeah, it's bass like uses your whole, whole forearm when you when you pick the damn thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can name countless pick pick bass players i love so ain't nothing wrong with that and i think it fits yeah, your style yeah. the style of music well too so oh, thank yeah, you thank you keep it up uh so um when the uh pandemic hit you were, of course, uh, forced into exile, and uh, uh, the band is taking a break. And uh, I, you obviously went into a, a creative spurt, and you're doing your your singer songwriter stuff in your uh, in your yeah. house and putting out some mm-hmm. really some really groovy tunes. And seems like Thanks. you're finding a new voice. Uh, I haven't heard from you yet, and uh, is is a lot of this inspired by just you know, the times, uh, or, uh, also fatherhood well, uh, or, or what is it? Oh, oh, for sure. Um, well, I, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about, you know, what I, you know, was listening to in high school and stuff, you know, I've always, you know, I had an acoustic guitar before anything. So really, I mean, I've spent my whole life, you know, strumming and singing stuff, you know, mm. and it's always been, you know, sort of my, where the roots really are, I guess, you know, I mean, mm. although I've spent more time, you know, on the road and stuff doing, you know, really electric stuff um i've always sort of had this as my you know my comfort zone um but i I guess yeah i've just now i have more time and and i've also just grown as a musician by doing all these other things and i you know keep trying to apply that even to simple music too um and you know also exploring the a recording space that i've done more of that now also um so it's just been really rewarding and yeah, I've, I'm just in a place in my life and things are happening and I, the songs are coming out and I'm still recording old songs that I've written too. And, um, intend to do a cover album soon of songs I've, you know, always loved to play and stuff like that. Cause a friend of mine suggested I do that. So I said, okay, well maybe I will. Um, so yeah, I mean, this time's just been great for me and all all senses apart from getting to play with metaphonia we don't get to see each other very much anymore but Mm. um we will but i'm glad i've had time to start this because it's something i've always wanted to do so Mm -hmm. well now's the time yeah yeah now's the time now's the time that's right Uh, so i want to listen to some of these tunes uh, that you've crafted there Uh, and uh the first tune is age and this is one of your acoustic tunes with bass and slide guitar, mm-hmm. uh, finger picking acoustic, uh, with a really mm-hmm. really cool sound where you're doubling the the vocal with the slide, which to really yeah. awesome effect. It's a cool and the 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 rhythm of the uh, the vocal parts is really cool. That's what attracted me to this song. Uh, what's what's um, uh, some of the background on this tune? Uh, this is one I wrote. I sort of wrote all three of these in a spurt. Um, the three I've brought and, um, this one sort of came about, I was feeling sort of, I don't know, just reflecting on age in general. And 
I don't want to say, you know, that you get colder as you get older, but, you know, you start, you don't always go out so much. You don't always, um, I don't know, you don't call as much. You don't get excited as much. You know, you you sort of feel like you've, I mean, I don't want to say you get jaded because I still enjoy, you know, a lot of my friends and my life and, you know, live music and that sort of thing. But, you know, just things lose sort of the gleam of, of you know, your 20s and things like that. So, uh it was just it's just a song reflecting on that um well the instrument the instrumental sort of came before and then that's just what i sort of decided to to write about um yeah okay and uh if you don't mind me saying i'm hearing shades of tom york in some of these uh vocal melodies uh, <laughs> oh are, i've are always a fan? been a radiohead fan okay. oh yes yes i think yes. it's so. I've been a huge radio fan i mean yeah and then uh some people have told me uh what is this one uh well, like it, it's not this one per se, but people have given me, you know, Grizzly Bear and um, and uh, what else? Well, I can't remember. I'm, it'll come to me in a minute, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, I feel like everybody, you know, to some, you know, yeah, well, has a few that they pull on. Yeah, I think it's fun to hear um, singers, songwriters, influences in their music, and you kind of hear their background, like in their own work, and uh, yeah, it shows that you have good taste. So good on you, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So this tune is Age. We're going to play here by Alex Golden. back here with alex next tune we're going to spin is coming down and this is a really cool tune with kind of a bossa feel that you have a video for uh that 
I think is is pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's just <laughs> a long form like long form video of you and your uh, in your workshop holding up different yes. tools. <laughs> yeah, yep. low, low budget's the way I like to do things. Right? Yeah, what was the inspiration for that video? Absolutely nothing. Just, <laughs> I, I just did it. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'm in quarantine. I don't really want to, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So <laughs> I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much I can say about that one. Yeah. No explanation. I love your your <laughs> facial expressions in that too. And it's like you pretty much what you just said in, fa- keep, in facial expressions. Keep it, uh, yeah, yeah. Just trying to keep it, uh, keep it, keep it, uh, straight faced as I could, I guess. Yeah. With a few eye, but, uh, eye rolls in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and this tune's harmonies are really beautiful too. You got some layered vocal harmonies, uh, some oh, of which you. are rem- for me reminiscent of Beck. I'm a big fan of Beck and I know, oh, yeah. well, I know yeah, you there's are. There's another one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw you uh, did a version of Nobody's Fault But My Own, which is a brilliant, beautiful song. Yeah, I, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, me too. He's always he's always been a big one for me, and it's weird because he's one of those that sort of he he come he's come and go in my life so much. Like there, I have periods where I listen to a ton of Beck, and then I'll not forget about him, but he'll just disappear forever, and <laughs> then he'll come back, and I'll listen to a ton of it again. Yeah, and um, he's one of those that just doesn't get old, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'd have to say if I had to choose a favorite solo artist, he's the guy because he has so many different facets. You know, he's a folk guy, he's a rapper, he's a rocker, he's yeah. like electro Beck. You know, and like all these different sides to him. Each album is vastly different than the others, mm-hmm. and it's amazing he can keep recreating, uh, reinventing himself after you know how long has he been around? Thirty years now, twenty-five years. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm never uh, never ceases to amaze me, and I've seen him live a few yeah, times. Remember, and it's always amazing. I remember Loser coming out. You know, I was. I mean, gosh, I must have been ninety four. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, elementary school or or before. yeah, mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, that was a sea change. Uh, that was. I'm I'm older, so that was the year I started college. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah, just hearing that song, seeing that video, I was like, okay, something. Something is happening. This is totally different. They've they've let the freaks in. They've somehow, uh, yeah, they've somehow gotten in to the compound, and <laughs> Beck was leading the charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's give a listen to this tune "Coming Down" by Alex Golden. on 
here with Alex. Last tune we're going to spin is Lullabies and um, I like the way you uh, described this tune when you posted it. You said uh, it's about bringing life into the world covered in uncertainty, unrest, and doubt yet also about the optimism for a new and beautiful personal chapter. And and that struck me uh, because you know as we see the world kind of descend into madness, we have to kind of find our own personal solace in our own life and try not to let too much of that, you know, get into our, you know, our home base. So especially when you have a new family where, you know, yeah. you have to keep things really solid and grounded at this, mm-hmm. this, at, and at this crazy time, you know, we have to really do our best to, to keep home base, you know, secure and sane. So that's, that's kind of what oh, yeah. I took away from that. Does that sound right? Yeah. Nailed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, there's, I mean, even outside of the pandemic, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a wild time to, to choose to, you know, do the thing that really, you know, in a way we're the thing we're here to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of strange, um, that you have to have a conflict with your prime directive like that. Mm. And I don't know, I guess that's, that's what the, the song is kind of about fearful, but also, it's the most beautiful, you know, thing you can imagine happening concurrently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it sort of wrote itself. That one sort of popped out, you know, right as I had that thought, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and know. is lullaby is uh, in reference to, I guess, your newborn? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, sort of just being, and well, I don't want to describe metaphors. I'll let people do that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it sort of ruins it if you know you don't want to I gotcha. break it down analytically yeah <laughs> and uh the finger picking in this tune is really beautiful and uh sort of uh reminiscent of like um minimalist music and uh you have lots mm-hmm. of layering going on uh it seems like in in there and kind of a loopy feel um yeah and great creating some harmony as it kind of loops on top of each other uh yeah was this uh is this finger picking something that you uh uh that found recently or have you always been a, a finger picker I've always sort of done it I guess mm-hmm. you know the first song or one of the first songs I learned that was finger picked was Blackbird by Paul oh, McCartney and of course. the Beatles yeah and just that one you can hear it or you could on age I was using that same finger pattern from oh, Blackbird yeah? Oh, uh, it's like is it in G? Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. But okay. Um, well, I know that Paul does some weird. I can't even remember. If you watch, I've I've seen like video of Paul playing that in the studio, and he has some weird kind of. He's doing finger picking, but he's also kind of strumming, down strumming with like his middle finger or something like that. Uh, and oh I guess yeah. That G string just keeps ringing throughout the whole tune, you know. Yeah. And that's that's yeah, what he's playing basically. with. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I, I tend to, you know, yeah, I, I, especially when I finger pick, I use a lot of drones. I mean, mm. well, really all of this music, you know, I, I don't know. It's sort of, I think I fell in love with, you know, drones and music. I, I used to be very into Indian music as well. I used mm. to, I took sitar lessons for a time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't have time for it and I wound up selling it. Oh, it's I was like, I can't play guitar and this thing. It's too, <laughs> it's too much of my uh, life, you know. It's a huge commitment. So, yeah, yeah but, um. But yeah, just something about the drone, I mean, you don't have to even describe it, you know, it's trance-like qualities everyone's aware of, but yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, but using these open tunings and finger-picking, I just think it's so beautiful to have that that drone in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, learned, I, started, I learned that when I learned Blackbird, and then from there, you know, there's, you know, tons of other songs I, you know, explored finger-picking with, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's still plenty of patterns to learn, for sure. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, and it's it's really especially with open tuning it's a it's a killer uh a tool to use in writing music and yeah have you have you ever performed like solo like using loops or anything like that i have mm-hmm. um very rarely um but i've i've picked up some odd gigs here and there mm-hmm. um doing it um but i wouldn't say it's been a a huge taker of my time okay yeah it'd be fun to see you play some of these tunes solo and see how you you make it happen but yeah well i'm interested and once i get you know um these songs out streaming or and you know i finish a full-length album say Mm. i'd like to get a uh you know a group together to play some of these things live and you know keep it a string band but you know and yeah. get you know maybe a couple slide players and other you know and some other singers and to do the harmonies and stuff yeah um, yeah there's something to be yeah. said for you know drummerless music you know as you know i'm a drummer and that's you know I love, that's my thing but oh, I, do, yeah. I do love listening to music that just has no percussion it's just very bare yeah oh and, yeah and, minimal. And, 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 and don't get me wrong i I don't want to not have a drummer because I have any any problem with drums. Yeah, of course. I know. Well, just, I love drums. It doesn't call for it. <laughs> but I just think there's so much, you know, everything has drums these days. You know, mm. every song's, you know, most music is dance music, you yeah. know. And the, so, I mean, it's just nice to have a break from, you yeah. know, that strong of a, you know, I like music that you can lay down and enjoy just as much as you can standing up. Exactly. I don't know, that makes me sound really lazy, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That pesky drummer making your booty move. Uh, and I mean, sometimes, sometimes I need my booty to move. That's, you know, <laughs> that's when I call. That's when I call Mike and, and that's company. Right. That's and, right. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's put our booties to bed and listen to Lullabies by Alex Golden.
we're back here with Alex. And uh, Alex, um, I know this is a crazy time, and you're a new daddy and everything. Uh, what do you uh, What do you foresee in the future for for Mr. Golden? Oh gosh, I guess that all depends on what happens in the world, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, obviously, I'd like to spend as much of my time making music and performing music as I can. Um, it's what I love to do. It's uh, I don't know what else to do, but mm-hmm. uh, but I love you know life regardless, and I'm just gonna keep trying to yeah play music and take care of my my uh, my girl and my and my household. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. It's pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And when the yeah. Metaphonia album drops, uh, hopefully by then uh, you'll be able to support it and do some shows. Uh, are you thinking about? Yeah a release date for that or what's going on? Uh, well that everything got kind of befuddled and we haven't been traveling. So once biscuit and Eric go, uh, track next week, that'll be kicking off us getting back started. Mm. But like I said, once they track, uh, we should be able to mix hopefully quickly. And then, you know, I'd like to get it out before the end of the year for sure. Mm. All right. Well, I look forward to that and uh give all those fellas my regards and uh can't wait to see you guys back on the stage well can't wait to see you sir need to need to have a baby party <laughs> i know right as soon as it's safe to do so i'm game meet and greet and maybe jam out a little as oh, well That'd i would love i'd good, love that time we need to need a boonie party it's been a minute yeah that would be <laughs> that would be very nice all right all right alex very very nice all right john it's been great talking to you I'd like to thank Alex Golden for joining me today. Please check out his music on his Facebook page as well as the Metaphonia music out there on the interwebs. Until we meet again, y'all take care now. Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. 
Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs.